In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We've got three hosts, Cassie Delaney. That's me. We've got Sophie White. Smisha. And Jen O'Dwyer. That's me, O-D-W-Y-E-R. Welcome. On today's show, I've got a couple of little creeps to open us. Excellent. Uh, We're heading to Florida for our first. A 69-year-old man. He's about to face animal cruelty charges. Apple cruelty. Animal. Oh, the other kind. The other type of thing. And he's after shooting the neighbor's cat with a BB gun. So the man, who hasn't yet to be identified, told officers he became angry after the cat looked at him like he owned the place. Right. Which they do tend to do before relieving itself on the property. Oh, dear. He later, the poor cat had to be put down due to his injuries. Um... (laughs) Heidi, whose son found the injured animal hiding under a trailer park, uh, trailer, said it was pathetic. It was the most saddest thing to see a little animal, literal tears running down the animal's face. What? Oh my God. So the shooter said, look, poor judgment call on my part. And I will admit that I have shot at cats before, but never have I connected. It was not my intention to hurt the cat. All I wanted to do was get it out of my no i'm actually too i'm not able to listen to a story about crying animals today here jennifer because last night we had a little tete-a-tete in the mother of creep whatsapp group chat yeah i said something along the lines of oh my god i'm gonna fuck you two up tomorrow Mm. (laughs) jen said exciting and i said i'm almost worried for you Cassie said, ooh, I have a dark one too. Maybe too dark, but I'll judge the tone tomorrow. And Jen said the words, I'll bring some light. light. Well, and now she has brought us a crying animal. 
there's more there but wait there's more so <laughs> and when it's gone they're gone when it's gone it's when- gone another thing happened in virginia a very strange thing so police and townspeople in waynesboro trying to figure out why somebody is abducting pet cats and What's returning the, them. Why, why the cat team? <laughs> returning them. I have some bad cat stuff in mine as well. hairless underbellies. Hairless underbellies. So since December. They're all getting Brazilian. them. Wait, and it's we, like an inverted Brazilian. Wait, it's so weird. So they're all already neutered. He's opening them up to see. He probably thinks they're street cats. They're all got collars. They're specifically. Oh, weird. Yes. So at least seven cats have shown up back home, shaved Belly, shaved groin, and shaved legs. <laughs> so the shavings appear to be sort of surgical. No harm done to the animals, but they did seem skittish after arriving home. He's probably just like shaving them to see if they have scars. <laughs> to see if they've been neutered, because that's what charities, animal charities will oh, do they neuter do street cats. Yeah. In now, even where though there's, where there's a problem. Do you want to hear a great... I am not a believer in coincidences or signs or all of that bullshit, right? Go on. At all. But, and I've told, I've, maybe I've told you this, you know the way people, when they get drunk at times, they will message exes and other people that they shouldn't talk to. Yeah. When I get drunk, I DM animal shelters. <laughs> and I Didn't you them, used to DM Made in Chelsea stars? No, it was Demi Lovato <laughs> She was okay. Because I think that she just looks like someone who needs a friend. She does. Isn't Demi they? What? Isn't Demi non-binary? I think Demi is she again. They, they, she has never, they've never responded to my messages anyway. Sad. Yeah. But the animal shelters? The animal shelters. Do they respond? Have started responding. Because now I'll specifically. So what I did... A couple of weeks ago when this behavior began was I was filling out the online forms and just pre-registering my interest and getting past the initial stage of approval so that if I were to fall in love with an animal on Instagram, I could like that go in and get it first because it's a competitive process adopting an animal especially the really cute ones i see okay so i was away for the weekend with family and i decided that what i needed in life was a dog not a person not anybody else just a dog and so this little post came up for this little shih tzu cavapoo <laughs> mix called Jade that looked gorgeous. And I was straight in the DM. Sorry, and I a was shih like, tzu cockapoo <laughs> mix. A Just shitty cock. Le- one of those dogs it's that looks like a teddy bear. Shitty cock. A or shitty a shit cock. poo. Yeah. Sh- yeah. One of those little th- things that looks small with the cute big eyes and looks like a teddy bear. And I was like, I'm going to take that one. So I DM'd Wicklow Animal Welfare and was like, can I have her? I love her. <laughs> And they were like, you're too late. Someone else has already come in. But then when you get caught oh, no. in the discourse and you say that you're available to adopt a dog. Suddenly, suddenly they're going to give you they're, something they're else. They're going to start pushing out these <laughs> and things. And they're going to push the one that's been hanging then, around for ages. Yeah. So they were like, wait till you hear about Muffin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot stop laughing because of this tweet. Do you remember the tweet? <laughs> Don't. What? Is this got to do with Muffin? Yeah. Well, oh, it's, it's in the wheelhouse. Dog. Yeah, it's, go on. Do you remember the street? Dog shelters. Don't buy puppies. Consider adoption instead. Also dog shelters. 
This is piss fingers. <laughs> She's 19 years old and can't live in a home with children, books or electricity. Piss fingers is nervous around hair and needs 400 acres of land and an orchard of extinct fruit. Sounds piss like fingers. Muffin. And right. a friend of mine, I was, I can't remember what, we were having a particularly fun day with piss fingers, me and my friend. And then she got sick and I sent her a bunch of flowers and I got the florist to write dear piss fingers <laughs> i love i love that so anyway that sounds oh, just love thinking about not dissimilar to muffin so anyway if we went and found muffin's post poor muffin has been in the shelter for a really long time right and then immediately i mean i had a few drinks as well i was like well i can't not take muffin Obviously why is not. no one loving muffin and muffin is this beautiful and you love muffin <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, I have to change the name because I can't be out like, like I can't be outside shouting muff like. No. <laughs> but then, Muffin is this beautiful little cocker um, terrier mix, beautiful little thing, looks gorgeous. Anyway, I instantly fell in love. Had to turn around to my roommates who are my parents and say, "By the way, I'm fostering a dog for Christmas. It's not a foster; it's a full adoption." Yeah, and got them to come round to the idea of fostering now trish is in on it being a full adoption yeah. tom will never listen to this we've got a couple of weeks to convince tom but the next day we we're all in the park right and this little black dog that looks like muffin came running up to me mikey and becca and we were like go over to tom and trish we we're like go over there go over there and we were like make them fall in love with muffin make them fall in love with muffin and the owner of the dog was like what are you doing and we were like <laughs> We were like, we're, we're trying to convince them to adopt dog. this dog called Muffin, who looks really like your dog. And so he starts going Muffin. And then I thought he was calling the dog back as a joke. And we were like, sorry, what's the dog's name? It's fucking Puffin. <laughs> <laughs> and they're identical. And then Puffin ran up to Trish and Tom and they were like, this is a gorgeous dog. And I was like. Oh, come on I was like you can't fucking look at a robin in a garden and think that's your dead mother talking to you and not think that this is a sign from Jesus Christ our Lord and Saviour himself that a little black puffin. dog puffin came running up so uh, that's it done deal pretty much now I'm having second thoughts because I'm not a responsible adult right now but True. I think I'm going to still go for it hope Wicklow Animal Welfare aren't fans of the creep type no, I love Muffin and will give Muffin a great home oh. I do have to say I'm going out on Saturday for the day so I don't know if like someone will look out mom and dad will look what? out sorry is this dog arrived no but I've told them that I can collect him today Oh, this is cute. Is it a good Today. We're getting a new pod dog. So what kind of dog is it again? It'll show you a picture of Muffin. A small black dog? Small little black dog. And I I just think the signs are there. I mean, that was a fairly big sign. I was not ready to adopt something else because obviously Scouty broke my heart so much. Oh, for Jesus' sake. Muffin, that's a lovely looking Muffin. Do you know who Muffin Um, looks exactly like? Who's your man out of the scent of a woman? Alvacino. That's who Muffin looks like. Wait, is it Alvacino or yeah. is it the other guy? Alvacino, the little Italian American one. Um, this is interesting now because and this was only Puffin. yesterday. And that was Puffin, the I, same dog. That's just crazy. That's crazy. It's yeah. a sign. Do you need a lift to go collect the dog? I'll no, do that. I think I could do with the alone time. I'll listen to a podcast. I'll go down to Wicklow. I'll collect the dog. I'll come home. I'll bond with the dog. It'll solve all my trauma. True. And. I'll this have is a great nice time. I love because I was looking at a knitting pattern for. This is going to make you sad now. 
But like I was just looking at it and I was like, oh, that'd be lovely for Scouty. And then I was like, oh, I've got no one to knit little jackets for. Welcome muffin. to the world. Enter muffin. muffin. Yeah, I think we're there now. It's been, it's the start of a new year. I turned 34 yesterday. <laughs> Creep Dive is 12 Hang on. today. We're recording an episode right now. What? Which, are we on a main or a high? This is today's main. No, mainers won't tolerate this shit. They will. They no, will. no, we better move on. We better no, do something. Mainers don't get it enough. Today's our birthday. Today is the 12th of December. It is five years today since we released the first episode. Oh of my God. Happy birthday, gals. If I was you, 19. dear listener, have been here since then, fucking A. Come to our Thank Limerick you. show. Oh yeah, we're doing a show in Limerick next Wednesday the 20th. It's Please gonna be come. class. We're It'll gonna be, be in Dolan's and we're in Cork on the Monday. I think Cork's nearly sold out, but mm-hmm. hop along. There might be a few there. It is tall tales forward slash merch. You'll find all and the we'll share all the links there. in all the places. Okay, listen, what are we gonna do? I've got something, I've got whimsy, and then I have got the worst thing you will ever, ever have to sit through ever in your entire life. I want the worst. I want the worst thing. Really? Yeah. I don't know if we have enough time for it now at this, at this point on the episode. No, we do. We're only 11 minutes in. They, oh. love, the, they love the preamble. Okay. I also have <laughs> they one love of the worst preamble. stories you'll ever hear. And it's probably in that category of things that we're, we've agreed not to really cover. But Oh no, is it Jean Benet Ramsey? No, we've done that. We haven't. No, we haven't. What? No, yeah, we haven't. No, intentionally, we haven't. We have definitely done. We truly no, haven't. We I'm absolutely do haven't. That for Christmas. It okay. is a Christmas story. Christmas la, 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 la. I have so much, guys. I've got the Loch Ness monster. I've got a horrendous Nazis in Northern Europe. Nazis in Vegas. I've got Chateau Marmont crazed stuff. I've got fucking UFOs in the UK. I've got an update on Dear David. It's not oh, really yeah. an update because they're doing a documentary on Dear David. I know. How did they not approach you to be a talking head on that documentary? Fucking that is an outrage. Fools. Listen, if I'm going to do my bad thing, it's going to be probably, it's quite a long thing. Let's okay, do it. Let's get do it. it. Get it going. Okay, we'll get we it going. Need it. Happy birthday okay, you ready? to us. Let's horrify us. Can okay. you give us a BuzzFeed headline? Um, I don't want to do this to you, but I'm going to. That's my BuzzFeed headline. Okay, <clears throat> I'm going to take you back to March 1999. I was preparing to turn 15, maybe 16. Anyway, March 1999, a, there's a, a 911 operator in New Mexico who gets a call. And she is like, hello, hello, what's your emergency? And there is just like the sounds of a struggle. But no one's speaking. And the officer is like, hello, please, can you hear me? And there's just this like signs of a violent struggle. And then the call goes dead. But obviously the operator has the number that just called from. And so the operator rings back. And then a woman answers the phone. And she's like, what? And she's like kind of annoyed. And, but she sounds sort of out of breath. And she said, it was just an accidental phoning of 911 nothing to worry about at all goodbye good night puts the phone down and uh so the dispatcher was very weirded out and so she got on the blower to some deputies so we're in New Mexico in quite a kind of like not very populated area so it's on the edge of a big national park called the Elephant Butte National Park and it's desert 
and caves and a huge man-made lake and town little townships kind of just around that area like the actual town of Elephant Butte had a population of about like maybe 4,000 or something very small little populations and um, they there was a another town nearby called Truth or Consequences no there wasn't truly was it truth or truth consequences or, or truth and let me get it right and truth or consequences yes um i have a listicle here uh eight reasons to visit truth or consequences now um this is from newmexico.org um so this town of some 6000 people seems like a time capsule they have hot springs there is like you know there's a saloon and you can picture old dusty miners coming down for a lovely meal I don't in the saloon. It's a wonderful place, but how in the name of God did it get its name? Uh, the locals call it TRCs as well. <laughs> um, it's very odd how it got its name. So basically, um, there was a famous radio show um, that was uh, so. That's hilarious. How far down the fucking Wikipedia page do I have to go? So basically, Truth there was consequences. It it was it chose to rename itself, right? So it used to have a different name, but back in the nineteen fifties, it said it would rename itself after a radio show called Truth or Consequences, and basically. Like the radio show host had said something like, I'll come and broadcast from the first town in America who renames their town Truth or Consequences. And, and Truth or Consequences in New Mexico was we'll like, do we'll do it. It's done. I come, bet, come see us. I bet there's somewhere in Cork we could convince to call the creep dive. There's so <laughs> many Cork creeps. <laughs> A lot of Cork creeps. Okay, so anyway, back to the dispatcher. She's gotten on the blower to two deputies and she's like, I think this is strange. I want you to go and do a welfare check. Here's the address. 513 Bass Road, Elephant Butte. Okay, so the deputy is dispatched and he's like, right, I'm driving to the house. Then we got two other lads. So remember, this is a big national park and there's two park rangers who are just like on their shift, but they have access to the radio transmissions of the police. And they hear, oh, there's something a bit off going down, a bit weird. And the two lads were like, well, we're not really doing anything else. Let's head over to this address as well. Okay. And like, you know, check out what's going down. So they are driving and they're nearly at the house uh, when they see this woman kind of like panicking at the side of the road and she's trying to flag them down. And they kind of pull over, kind of go, yes, ma'am. And she's like, I just, Jesus Christ, I've just seen a naked woman with a chain around her neck covered in blood oh running God. down the street. And she was like pointing generally the direction where she thought that this woman had gone. So this woman was out flailing around and just happened to be two police cars or one police car. How strange that yeah. she wasn't inside ringing the police. Yeah. But the, yeah, and then basically they said to the woman who had reported the naked lady, you sit there now type, police are on their way and um, don't worry about whatever. Okay. So they kind of carried on to the house. Yeah. It, it didn't seem to go in the direction that the woman was pointing them in. They so just right. carried on to they the house. They must have radioed it back and then said, sure, we'll stick to our plan. Yeah. And like by now then there was a lot of different things coming in over the radio at different points. And so... 
the two the two park rangers and the deputy all kind of got to the house at sort of the same time so 513 bass avenue is or bass road is a horrendous now if it was on daft and it was in dublin too it would be 7, obviously seven thousand a month but it was a absolutely grim to set the scene okay you're in a real barren deserty kind of place yeah and there's lots of like like bits of houses and trailers and lots of the land is demarcated out by like these chain link fences okay it looks you know it's not great it's not salubrious yeah and a lot of people living in trailers but like settled trailers as in like stationary so this one uh, that they that the police were called to was like a trailer that had been extended out they'd almost kind of built some extensions onto this big trailer and single story flat roof kind of corrugated tin roof very diy and um, very not aesthetically pleasing i'm not planning so permission for that now they oh i'd say uh um you know the way like you can get around the old planning with a temporary structure every single person in elephant butte had just a temporary structure basically so anyway they knocked on the door and they were like you know hello wellness check somebody made a call from in here and that's when they heard another call coming over their radio again that the naked bleeding woman was spotted running down another road in the area this is getting chaotic because like there's dispatchers, park rangers, all in, and police officers all involved. They're all in kind of different locations. Everyone's hearing about this naked and woman running going through after? the streets, but nobody knows where she is yet. Okay. But it's just right. like sightings and it's very chaotic. And so they I have to say I'm really enjoying this so far and I know it's going to get really bad, but like this is this is I'm like where is it going to go? No, it's it's going to get real bad. Okay. So they the, the park rangers having heard that knew that somebody else had been called to that call in about the naked woman so they started searching the parameters perimeters of the house that they were at but they didn't have a search warrant so they couldn't get in get in they could only get in under the um under the kind of welfare check act so they could just like assess that no one was in the house but they couldn't search the property so they did open the door Inside was a Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen fucking nightmare. Oh <gasps> dear. Oh, was it an accent wall? Ooh. With a with a velvet patterned wallpaper. Were they bringing the well, outside in? A lot Burgundy. of Burgundy. Oh god. I, I was thinking more about his penchant for wrought iron. Oh, oh, oh dear. It's a, yeah. some kind of dungeon of sadism. So every window in the whole fucking place had blackout blinds, which really triggered my PTSD because anyone who's Child had a newborn. Rearing has been a slave to the blackout blinds at some point in their life. And anyway, so all like the blackout it. blinds were on the windows. The living room was um, an absolute horrendous mess. This is like Jeffrey Dahmer levels of untidy. Um, there was a bed in the corner of the living room, which never is a good thing. Because, you know, if there's a bed in your living room, it's maybe that somebody in your house is really sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the bed in the living room is not great because of that. Yeah. Or there's a bed in the living room because you need to, you know, keep somebody alive in the bed. Or they're chained into the bed in your living room. All they could see was this bed. And they were like, that bed is haunted. The mattress was covered in blood. Oh my God. They must have known at this time that that woman was connected to this house. No, it was starting. A picture was emerging. So there was like broken glass and like 
all around the bed and a broken lamp and then this like big bloody ice pick <gasps> and then they start like it was like their kind of eyes were adjusting to the darkness almost in terms of like the details that suddenly they started seeing so it all kind of snowballed they suddenly were like what are we looking at here in each corner of the bed was chains and padlocks and above the bed was this like elaborate pulley system oh, with God. chains and hooks Christ. And then they saw down by the wall, there was this box roughly the size and shape of a coffin. <gasps> so they went to the box. Oh, no. Opened the box. Empty. Except inside there was restraints. Mm. Oh, my God. It was fucking chilling. This fucking story. They were like, uh, this this place doesn't seem great now. It's, no, I wouldn't say this is, uh, wouldn't be a happy home. Um, there was a cork board on the wall. Um, like something you'd hang all like your mementos on little stick Pictures. a pin and a picture um, just hung with homemade torture devices big Etsy vibes here um, they started to look so the this trailer with the extension that was like the main house is like a living room kitchen and there's like two bedrooms so like they kind of went and had a little look in the bedrooms it was pretty fucking clear that the place was empty so right. they were just walking around this abandoned place. And, you know, the bedrooms was kind of more of the same. There was like chains and hooks like installed above the beds. Like there was porn and gross drawings all over the walls. This was a huge design decision. Right. The, these people, their entire, every aesthetic choice was clearly in service. To some fucking intense sexual hang-ups. Jesus. Oh, God. Sexual hang-ups is, 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 no, sorry. It's all in service to their crimes. Okay. I mean, on their dressing table, there was just like every single thing. You can imagine being horrified at the thought of it coming anywhere near your body. Spiders. Like, I couldn't even give you the, like the list is exhaustive, but like pliers, scissors, clips, clamps. You know, everything. everything. Every pinching, Every item that you would item. say, keep that away from my naked body. That was all laid out and loads and loads of sex toys. Then another 911 call comes in over the radio. And it's a little old lady <gasps> saying she has a naked bleeding woman in her house and police need to come immediately. And... Thank God the so, woman's gotten in somewhere. Yes. So this was, this little old lady was, I think her name was Delilah. I want to get it right. Delilah and Donald were this lovely little old couple. I think that might be her name. Anyway, they had opened the door to a completely like stricken, hysterical woman God. who um, the police arrived at the old lady's home and the woman ran out the front door towards the police, just screaming, please don't let them get me. Please don't let them get me. Please don't let them get me. She had, this is extremely upsetting, a metal collar around her neck that was locked with a metal padlock. Oh my God. And was trailing a chain about six feet long. Well. So she had been held captive for three days and had just been through something unimaginable and so the the old lady and the old man donald who had had called the police for her 
they said that like when she was in their house even after they'd made made the call to the police they were trying to they were trying to help her that that she couldn't this this woman her name is cynthia she just hid under the kitchen table and you know they had to coax her out to come to the police when she saw the police she said one of you did this (gasps) and so they are getting her to the hospital Mm. and they are just trying to get their heads around what the fuck they are dealing with and remember like we've got park rangers and police officers all kind of scattered so there was another park ranger right who had over the course of the hour heard all of the different 911 calls the different sightings of this heart hurt woman the welfare check and he was like heading home for the day but he was hearing all the different commotions and he was like oh maybe i'll go to the house that they're all talking about because that's dave's house (gasps) and that's his workmate another park ranger yeah park ranger dave fucking dave wonder why they're at dave's gaff now dave is known for throwing a very good party He's a one, he's a gap. wonderful host. But has ha- he got one door that's always locked that you're not allowed to go into? Uh, no, as you can see, really, as they really did gear the entire house home design towards to, partying. Now maybe they did do you know whip round the way you would before a party, but also you never yeah. do a deep clean before a party. No, no. So that was is. there any feeling from what's our what's Dave's friend's name? Oh, the, this park ranger. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. Okay, but he was <laughs> Sorry, like, I don't, I don't have that information. But he, he was like, he had that's been to weird. Dave's house. They're talking about Dave's house. Is that weird? Then, though, if you'd been to Dave's house, I guess if you haven't seen the bed and the change of yeah, woman, then yeah, it like would if be. you haven't seen Dave's house in it's not made presentable for company. Oh, I see. But we'll, yeah. we'll we'll return to the we will. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We'll return to the topic of the parties. But anyway, so this park ranger was like, I'm going to head over to Dave's, see what's going on. As he was heading towards Dave's, white RV was coming towards them on the opposite side of the road. He was like, there's Dave there. Hiya. Hey. They waved and um, your man, park ranger, carried on. Then 
just a little bit further down the road, he was like, are they, is, is that Dave fleeing? Because obviously it was all sort of coming to light over all of these garbled dispatches that like they were finding some fucking weird shit around the house and stuff. And so he quickly gets on the blower and he's like, lads, I've, I've seen, seen Dave. Dave. And he they're heading pursuit. this direction. And they all, every single person who had been mobilized at this point, park rangers and deputies, all started to head after Dave. Yeah. And in his white RV and he was in there with his girlfriend Cindy and they thought that you were going to flee through the desert but apparently they just went straight straight through town which was silly and especially in an RV because you cannot get up to you cannot get to the speed of absolutely not I mean you are not aerodynamic in an RV you take the corners really slow real slow and anyway so they managed to surround the RV Dave got out (laughs) And he was literally saying, this really isn't necessary. Like every law enforcement in the area at this point was around him. And they are over the loudspeaker, like, get out of the vehicle, orange, you know, doing the full thing. Um, And Dave's like, this is not necessary. This is not necessary. Casual as anything. And his girlfriend, Cindy, got out as well. And she was bleeding from the head. And they were like, "Okay, Cindy needs to go to hospital. Dave you need to tell us a bit about your house, please. And so they brought Dave, right? So this is how kind of remote an area we're sort of talking about here in New Mexico. Like this part of New Mexico, the uh, like police base type place wasn't suitable to even hold like a suspect for questioning. So they had this boat safety training center that was near the lake. So that was like the only place they could think to bring like a him. Facility, yeah. Yeah, that had like that was literally going to be yeah. Had a room they could have a room that they could sit him in and yeah, magic. Start recording. Yeah. So like to say these people were out of their depth, like is it, and the thing is, there's nobody ever who could ever have been prepared for what they were about to deal with with this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like and and to be honest, it seems like from what I did research wise that actually they conducted the. Um, investigation well do you know what I mean it wasn't one of those ones where well there's been but there was other lapses I'm sorry they bring David to the boat training center Cindy goes to hospital okay okay so David's like 59 years old okay Cindy is his quite a bit younger girlfriend she's like 30 late 30s okay and um as I said she's bleeding and they're thinking about that ice pick back in the oh yeah um and remember there was a woman's voice answering the second call the call so um meanwhile poor cynthia has finally gotten the metal collar uh, collar off her neck and she's at the hospital and she according to eyewitnesses so sad she just sat there saying, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe here, I'm safe here. Then they brought fucking Cindy to the same, the same hospital. Of course it's the same hospital. And remember, the kind of level of infrastructure, it's just not here. It's probably yeah. a prefab. They literally brought, now Bed they had Cindy in handcuffs, but they brought her past the room. Good God. Where Cynthia was. 
And like Cynthia obviously was like, it wasn't even a case of being re-traumatized because she was still just completely locked in the trauma. And Cynthia completely lost it at seeing her. And Cindy shouted into the room, don't listen to her, that bitch is on heroin. <gasps> and um, so all the police force were like, right, get our ducks in a row. We need to approach this right. So like somebody high up said, well, like one of the, you know, more senior investigators was like, don't ask Dave a single fucking thing until we interview Cynthia and get her entire side of the story. Mm. So this is it. She told them that. So Cynthia is very young. She's in her early 20s and has had herself a really hard life. So Cynthia grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and she'd kind of grown up living with her grandmother. And she, uh, you know, suffered abuse and sexual assault as a child. Like she, you know, she moved out of that family residence very young, like at about 11 or 12. And then she began living with her mother, who she had never lived with her mother because her mother's lifestyle was not stable family home stuff. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it, it then became the lesser of two evils if you know what I mean. Of so course. she moved in with the mother and like she definitely had a very, very strange upbringing with the mother because the mother didn't know how to be a mother. Yeah. You know, and they were, they were, it was basically generations of people living at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. And very much just forgotten by society and services. And it seems kind of, yeah, she said then, right, listen to this. When Cynthia was 15, her mother was murdered. Oh no. God. Yeah. And the, th the crime had never been thoroughly investigated because her mother had ties to kind of the drug scene. And basically because of her mother's quote unquote lifestyle. They were just like, oh, well, she's asking for it. She didn't put it, it. Yeah, they didn't put in the work. And so then Cynthia was like alone in the world, mid-teens. She was in that juvenile detention centers um, for drugs and um, she, you know, she experienced just terrible, terrible um, ordeals herself in terms of uh, domestic violence. And um, one of her partners who she managed to kind of escape from, like she'd been in a, an abusive relationship with him. And he went on to murder another woman. Oh, for God's sake. So at this point, Cynthia's mother has been murdered. Then her abusive partner murders someone and then when Cynthia was about 20 so two years before we've first met Cynthia running naked down a road her best friend was murdered what what it's going yeah. on and her best friend did sex work and what is going on is that the authorities historically have cared less about people who they deem to be you know well, they always call it like, uh, they call it, they have a phrase, it's like risky lifestyle mm. instead oh. of like, this person is an innocent victim. It's a vulnerable individual. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that that is what's going on. It's just, it's absolutely horrendous. But um, so it was only a couple of years after she had lost her friend that she was in the local town, Truth or Consequences, she was doing sex work and she also um, was using heroin and she ran into a guy she half knew mm. just one day like she was heading into the bar and it was like he was like there's someone over there I think actually who wants 
to make an arrangement mm-hmm. and she, he pointed her over to this rv and she's like okay grand went over she was like this guy introduced himself dave he seemed perfectly normal nice grand we kind of like made an arrangement the next thing she is like blindfolded handcuffed put into the back of this rv kidnapped um chained to this like pole inside the rv from then on she's like no idea what was happening she didn't know there him. was another woman she'd never seen him before she'd never seen him before and the there was a woman now with them as well cindy right and um, sorry it's, it is annoying because one cindy and one cynthia cynthia okay. is our our beloved yes. cynthia um who is an incredible survivor herself um cindy cindy's last name is hindi so i might just call her cindy hindi from now on perfect cindy hindi cindy hindi and dave um okay so they drove for hours it was 150 miles so that must have been two and a half hours or something that um that cynthia was chained in the back of this rv fucking petrified um she says she was brought into a house, but like she had no ch- a, bit, a chance to see any of the surroundings. Yeah. She was blindfolded, she had no idea what was going on. She's brought, put into a room, okay? And then, and this is where you might finally, I think, recognize what this story is. I think Do you I know really what I'm going to say? Yeah, so. go on. The tape? Yeah. This fucking story, I can't like, it's the worst probably it's the worst and it's i found it was really strange okay so this is so this dave is david ray parker and he um is an american serial killer and he's known as the toy box Toy killer. Box killer and i think like this story is one of those ones that like is very infamous in mm. terms of it being just like Horrific. so extremely it's because of the tapes probably because you can hear them i don't i think well you can't i've only ever i've only been able to find a portion of um i you can read the whole transcript that's right um and i think the but i think more so i think it's all the footage of the uh the toy box maybe you're right yeah that it's just and it's just so rough it's just so rough but you know what i was researching it and i was like this is actually one of the most frustrating stories i've ever had to research because there is so much contradictory information about it. It's why. really strange. It's just, and I think it's because it's people really don't want to ever think about it. Yeah, it's so Maybe. bleak. Like there isn't those kind of exhaustive investigative pieces. It's so weird. I just found conflicting accounts all over the place of this story. It was so like it's so strange. Like constantly contradictory information. So I've kind of done my best, but. Um, do you think it's because nobody wanted to look directly at it because it was so gnarly? Yeah, I kind of do. So bad. Like yeah. with a lot of the stories you way, like told, this. you've got damn, you've got there's kind of an element of charm and interest. Charm. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying with with the per- perpetrator. Like there's a bit of a story, or there really isn't with this perpetrator. He is a fucking. <sighs> like a sewer of an individual. It's a sewer of an individual. Is. Is there's exactly nothing. It. Uh, there's no way to relate. There's no point of it that you can feel kind of like oh, it's it there's is no hook that you can kind of see. It's weird, yeah, because I think sort of uh, 
some of the thing that happens, like I feel this really happened with Ted Bundy. There was a sort of sanitization of Bundy's story. Like there's the version it was made palatable people who have something wrong with them have gone in search of. Mm -hmm. And you'll notice that there's loads of detail of Ted Bundy's crimes that are it's never referenced in the more mainstream coverage of it. For instance, the neck yeah business and the head business and the head business yeah and it's like that's th- interesting that stuff's that been kind of almost out. like whitewashed out of it so that people can consume it and it's more digestible or something as just straightforward women murder Ugh. but i don't know yeah i think every part of like this is as bad this, as it could get this just hasn't had the treatment uh bundification of it like it's never been made into a slick documentary series that's claiming to be thoughtful and and victim focused yeah it's just it's never had that kind of treatment so all the documentaries that do exist about it are real gritty and 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 also do you think that's to do with his victims as well and the fact that they were inverted commas undesirables yeah probably yeah definitely i mean they're, they're very strategic what's really sad is there is no um, there's no number that they can be certain of in terms of the victims. They put it at somewhere between oh 40 God. and 60 women. Holy shit. Okay. Over a 40 year period. Like, go look, back to look, where I'll tell we you. stopped. So yeah. basically, what happened to Cynthia, as she told police, is what happened to, as we said, countless, the number is unknown, women before her. Um, and she is in 1999, remember. And Dave is 59 at this stage Mm. and he's been active, active, quote unquote, in this quote unquote lifestyle of his for since he was in his late teens. Wow. And um, so (sighs) she's blindfolded. She's in this strange house and a tape recorder comes on. And I'm just going to read a bit of it. There's two bits of the transcript. Um that I'm going to read and it's chilling but I've tried not to be like I'm trying to take out the rougher stuff Mm. so the tape opens you're lying there in the darkness hello bitch are you comfortable right now I doubt it wrists and ankles chained gagged probably blindfolded you're disorientated and scared too I would imagine perfectly normal under the circumstances for a little while at least you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape It is very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you in detail why you have been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is being created July 23rd, 1993 Mm. as a general advisory tape for future female captives. (sighs) Isn't that chilling? The scariest thing of all time. Remember, she's listening to it in 1999. So, from her perspective, six years of victims have gone before. She has no fucking hope. Yeah. It's just an absolute hope killer, Mm. isn't it? Like, right away. And there's something about the tape. So, the whole transcript is online, and you can go and look at it if you want to feel literally sick to your stomach. Why do I feel like I've heard? There is... I've heard a section as well, and it's him saying this bit, that Mm -hmm. bit, about the... Hello there, bitch. But I don't mm. think they've ever released the full thing. But maybe you found it. Oh, 
I remember. didn't, but I also didn't go overly hard looking no. for it. Like I just wanted to read the transcription. Really wish I hadn't. Um, but the thing that I found so the transcription is really fucking graphic. Yeah, obviously because he talks about all of the torture. Um, that he's going to inflict but the thing that I found way more chilling than the graphic passages is the passages of kind of almost like sort of admin that he's doing in terms of like I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is being created as a general advisory for future female captives do you know what I mean it's just like he's just getting practical here he's like oh I can't keep explaining to all these women that I'm kidnapping and murdering Oh, I'm just going to make a tape. They're asking me all the same questions over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Oh like, it's the way that he just got, like, into this kind of, like, it's a systematic event. Take them, bind them, play the tape, install them in the chains. You know what I mean? It's just, that's where I find it's so, so I was, chilling. I've just he a question says, on that. Is he there when that tape's being played? Well, not always. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Um. So, she... He said, um, like, even on the tape, it says, um, the information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. If at a future date there are any major changes in our procedures, the tape will be upgraded. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, this fucking weird, almost kind of bureaucracy of, like, these are our procedures. Mm. I mean, it is so... Okay, so I'm going to cut down a little bit, right? Um, like lying there, you, you're thinking, oh, I'm absolutely fucked. I'm not going to be able to talk my way out of this mm. this monster. There's, he's, I don't know if you can dehumanize murderous events, but that's exactly what he's done there. Completely. Whether intention, and it doesn't feel intentional as part of kind of a psychological torture. It feels administrative. That's it. And like it's practical. He's organized. organized. It's so Do weird. a bit of housekeeping here and out. He's kind of like, oh, I forgot to. Oh, just, yeah. yeah. And like, like loads of the tape goes into all the rules, like about the uh, captive not being allowed to speak. Um, uh, must address them as master and mistress. Oh, Cynthia. Here's another part of the story. I never knew that there was a woman. Okay, so put that over your ear for a minute. Okay. okay. So, like I said, some of this transcript is so graphic and like I really don't want to say anything that will just stay in people's heads and be so horrible. Well, I remember a bit. So, you know. He, yeah, it's very bad. It's everything. It's, it's, there's a, it's everything, but you know, basically... It's just so upsetting. I'm like, which sentence here to just give you a sense without being so horrendous? It's awful. It's all awful. It's like, you probably think you're going to be raped and you're fucking sure right about that. Um, our primary interest is what you've got between your legs. So our first person plural. Right. And another part of the tape, he refers to my lady. Something along the lines of my lady gets off on blah 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 okay and so it's f from the off there's you know two people involved and so sorry i'm going to move down a bit right just a last little bit from the transcript the transcript is about 11 pages long so i'd say the tape being played was probably about 10, 10 minutes, minutes long mm. of just horror um and there's then this bit towards the end that I just found so fucking weird again, chilling in its detachment, where 
you get the sense that he's dealing with such a volume of victims that he's had to streamline. Do you know what I mean? So he goes, now later I'm going to be asking you a bunch of questions. Since I'm going to be caring for your body for the next month or two or three, there are certain things that I need to know. I have prepared a questionnaire that I fill out with each new captive. Oh my God. Some of the questions are going to be embarrassing, but you should answer them truthfully and completely. You damn well better. I don't want to catch you in a lie. The questions will be in reference to your physical condition, any medical conditions that I need to know about, any childbirth you might have had, periods and so forth. Periods? Now, your training, oh, they talk a lot in the transcript about training. Each time I ask you one of the questions on the questionnaire, um, there's going to be a proper way for you to answer it, which is basically like, yes, master, blah, blah, blah. Right. While we go through the questionnaire, you're going to be strapped down and basically he says that they're going to examine her while she answers questions, presumably to verify some of the answers. Oh my God, yeah. this is yeah. nightmares. Yes, it's a nightmare. Okay, so again, like we're saying, just he's dealing with such a volume of victims that he has streamlined the process to this like really chilling degree. It's insane. Is the place, the venue that we're in now, Yeah, the trailer? so this I found again loads of really conflicting fucking information but I finally got it straight in my head so the house is a trailer yeah that's like double wide yeah and then they also build a little extension on it okay. so it's a completely stationary trailer that's okay. just like squatting in the desert yeah in New Mexico and then the toy box yeah is a a trailer a truck trailer out just beside the house is it like well, a container? Which, yeah, it looks like a container. Yep. It looks like the back of a truck trailer. Gotcha. Um, like rather than a sweet little caravan like Cassie's. And that's where she is. No, so she's in the main house. For the initial yeah. onboarding. I think that Cynthia never actually... I think Cynthia managed to not have to be in the toy box at any one point. We'll get to the toy box. Okay, so let's bring us back, right? So Cynthia's just heard the tape and her ordeal begins right away pretty much I mean he says things in the tape like that t- t- relating to the victim all about what her life with them is going to be like and it's it's so bad guys like but I mean he, he sort of says that like at the beginning when you're a novelty to us we'll probably be playing with you more and you know then you know then things might settle down a bit and then you can expect to have you know a bit of time downtime where you can watch tv and we might only be out with you about four hours a day that's when things have settled down oh my god yeah yeah and like just everyone remember all of the homemade tools yeah the, like this is just out of bounds shit like yeah. okay so her ordeal began and you know it was in the house for her at this point like she was chained to that bed in the living room she said like at one point like David left for work and Cindy was just sitting there watching telly with Cynthia chained in the corner of the room it's the level of like depravity that's normalized is so impossible to get the head around right two days pass okay okay Cynthia is an extraordinary person Mm. like she has somehow kept the head 
to some degree because three days pass, two days pass. It's on the third day. It's about three o'clock in the afternoon and the phone in the house rings Mm. and Cindy gets up to go and get it. I think it must be a cordless, but it must be in the other room. And when she goes, she leaves the keys to um, the bolt on the wall uh, on the coffee table. And Cynthia is in just... In reach of Cynthia? Well, she's just about able to stretch out one leg really long and just about nudge the table towards her. Uh-huh. She finally gets it over towards her. She grabs the keys. She has the mental wherewithal to be like, get that table back in position. Because that'll be the most obvious thing if Cindy comes back in here. And she could come back in here at any minute. And, and so she the nudges table, yeah. the table back in position. And just as she does, Cynthia walks back in the room, realizes what's happened and immediately like lunges onto her. And um, the phone is kind of, she's still carrying the phone, Cynthia, but she's like hung up the call or whatever. And um, there's like a big fight. And remember, like, Cynthia's, like, completely weakened. She's naked. She's chained up. She's been abused for two days straight. Um, Cindy, Cindy Hindi, the evil one, mm-hmm. grabs a lamp, smashes the entire lamp over Cynthia's head. Fucking hell. Cynthia doesn't fucking miss a beat because she's obviously so pumped with adrenaline. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the absolute yeah, yeah. fight for her life. And she reaches, finds this ice pick. Um, one of her torture I mean, you know, items. if you're going to have torture items mm-hmm. everywhere. And um, she manages to hit Cynthia. Sorry, Cynthia hit, manages to hit Cindy Hindi. And uh, during this time, she also manages to dial 111, uh, 911 on the phone. That's on the bed. And that's what the dispatcher heard. That's the muffling. the scuffle and the fight. And then hung up. And then basically, she had just about mobilized Cindy Hindi with the ice pick. Did she and do serious when, damage to her? Yeah, she broke like, yeah, she made a slash in her but head. But it wasn't crazy well, I mean, damage. She, just, she survives, obviously. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, it was but safe. Cynthia's not out of danger here then. So Cynthia, Cynthia Hindi, no. So Cynthia, did Cynthia unlock herself? Yeah. Did Cindy Hindi know that Cynthia was unlocked? Cindy Hindi was like dazed after the ice pick. Yeah. And Cynthia managed to unlock herself and absolutely fuck herself out the front door Bolt. of this thing. She was straight into essentially a desert being like, where in the fuck am I? Because yeah. she had been driven for hours and she just starts running. Yeah. And um, she uh, sees Donald and Darlene's trailer. And so obviously at the point that she's running, there was a few sightings of her. Yes. But she was just like fucking eye on the prize. She got to their trailer, ran in. When she arrived in, Darlene later said that her wrists looked like hamburger meat. Like she was so destroyed. Like after two days with those animals. And um, so they uh, brought charges against David and Cindy Hindi. Okay. So they were both charged with one kind of kidnapping, one kind of assault, one kind of criminal penetration and two kinds of conspiracy. Okay. All relating to Cynthia. Fine. And with this... These charges, they were able to get a search warrant. And in and that's when the story really unfolds. Turns bad. Hey, it's me. That concludes part one. Part two is available right now over on our Patreon.
So it's patreon.com forward slash the creep dive. Consider signing up. To everyone already signed up, head over. It's available right now. It's extremely bleak and also very dark, but very, very good. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.